Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Hey, welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. Uh, Jason Davis back. Actually, we're going to take a little stroll down memory lane today. Um, if you remember, a few weeks ago, uh, we aired a show with Jim Stroud from the Things I Think About podcast. And uh, we had talked several months ago uh, about a whole bunch of issues, and they all came true. So I want to have him back and talk about that. Jim Stroud is back with me. Mr. Stroud, how are you? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. These are crazy, crazy times. Crazy yes. times. Yes, they are. And full disclosure, I appeared on Jim's show on conservative television America, and I think I dropped the hammer on COVID, but <laughs> I, might, I might be a little biased, but you know, um, everybody should check that out. Seriously, conservative television America, the Jim Stroud show, um, very good program, lots of good interviews, and no, not just because I was on one of them. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jim, last time we talked on this program, it was about three or four months ago. And we covered like the whole gamut, right? We yeah. talked COVID, we talked vaccines, we talked systemic racism, we talked uh, transgenderism yeah. and all of that. So <laughs> we said that mandatory vaccines were coming and now they're here. Did we have a crystal ball or what? Sure, I, think we just, I think we just knew the left. <laughs> we knew how the left operates. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I, we were just saying right before recording how uh, Fauci uh, has said recently that there may be a need for a fifth booster uh, just to be on the safe side. They're they're weighing their options and they're checking checking everything out. But it looks like we may have to have a, a fifth booster, which is uh, totally bizarre to me. It's, it's it's to me it's like it's saying okay, the first four didn't work, but we're confident about this fifth one <laughs> or the sixth one, whatever the number is. Right now, it's uh, it's nuts, but I am encouraged by what I am sort of seeing on the horizon because uh, some of the insanity, people are waking up to some of the insanity finally. You have the Supreme Court ruling that Biden's uh, mandates were unconstitutional, and even though he's still pressuring companies to 
keep the mandates going. Um, uh, there are some companies that are pushing back, like Starbucks, for example. They've canceled their vaccine mandates for their workers. And uh, I think earlier today, Citigroup announced that they were also canceling their, their vaccine mandates. Um, England is taking steps to move away from it. Germany as well. So I think people are starting to wake up finally and saying, this has just gone on too much. We're going to move away from it. But it looks like uh, Biden is going to fight tooth and nail, kicking and screaming to hold that power in place as long as he can. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, I'm not sure. You're right. A lot of countries are starting to back away from it. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening there. I kind of feel like something else is going on in the background. Um, you had Bill Gates not too long ago talking about we're going to have a worse pandemic. Um, so, you know, he predicted yeah. this one. So I'm thinking he probably knows what's coming after. Um, so maybe they got something else in the lab over there in Wuhan. They're getting ready to let that thing out or something. But yeah. um, something's going to happen, I'm sure, because they're just not going to let it go away. I promise you. Yeah, it's um, two things Two things in my mind on that. One, you got the midterm elections coming up and everybody knows that they're in bad shape. Biden's poll numbers came out and he had like, I think, a 36 percent approval uh, rate. You know, I'm wondering why who those who 32, 36 or 32, 32 percent who are still approving of him. But his approval numbers are, are very bad, which is why I think uh, they're going to have to do something to distract uh, for the midterms. Because everyone, it, when you have CNN asking him hard questions all of a sudden or asking his side, his side hard questions, you, you know, they've they've lost uh, the battle of public opinion. So I think they're going to. I have to distract. And I think that distraction might be either one, uh, maybe right before the midterm elections, you know, Gates releases something else, allegedly, <laughs> or there's another outbreak. So we have to go back to these rules where uh, you mail in your, your votes so that we can have an excuse to bring some in at four in the morning. Uh, either that um, or uh, a war, because it looks like there's a the Ukrainian border. You know, it's, it's almost laughable when I hear uh, uh, I think it was was it Jake Tapper? Someone, someone on someone on the left yeah. was saying how we have to fight uh, Russia Russian aggression and protect Ukraine's borders. And I was like, how can you say that with a straight face? When? <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't protect our own borders. But we got to go overseas and, and put our, our our people in jeopardy to fight someone else's borders to protect someone else's borders. It's it's, it's bizarre. The neocons will never end. Um, I'm telling you. So speaking of elections, that was another issue that we talked about. Actually, I might have been on your program when you yeah. asked me about the Arizona audit. And if you and if you recall, I told you at that time that the Arizona audit was political theater. Um, so the audit has come and gone. Uh, we haven't seen anything happen. I mean, Jim, was I right again? I think you're right again on that one too. I still keep hearing lip service over it. Uh, I think I think Trump said something about it in a, in a rally recently, um, and I think people are still looking at it. People are still being questioned about it. But you know, end of the day, what's happened? You know, I, I don't really see any repealed uh, votes, uh, any decertifications of elections. I keep hearing the threats of a decertified election tally, but I haven't seen it yet. So well, I'm hopeful, like I, but I ain't seen it. Like I told you last time, um, that's unconstitutional. It can't be decertified. Mm. So it's not possible. 
Um, so it's, yeah, it's a bunch of, it's actually a big grift on the American people. I mean, if you notice, they're running all around the country, um, going to rallies and trying to get every state to do an audit. And when they do these rallies, they collect a bunch of, you know, fundraising uh, <laughs> for their campaigns and for the RNC. And that's really all it is about. I mean, look, I'll give you a prime example. Right here on the ground in Arizona, the home of the audit, where they presented all the evidence as clear as day. Every legislator, I had Representative John Fillmore on my show. Every legislator saw the audit evidence. He said it was overwhelmingly clear that there was fraud. Um, now, last year, the Patriot Party of Arizona, which is like a political action group trying to hold Republicans accountable to what they say they believe, mm. um, they pushed an election integrity bill. One day, one vote on paper, in person, no machines, ID required. It didn't even get out of committee, Jim. I mean, this year, uh, we have the same bill reintroduced in the Arizona legislature. I will bet you right now, I'll bet you right now, this bill never sees the light of day. Mm. And, I'll, and I'll tell you why. And it, you know how you know this? Sonny Borelli is one of the state reps here in Arizona. He's one of the guys that's running around the country doing these rah-rah audit rallies with Wendy Rogers and others at all of these uh, audit rallies, trying to get other states to do audits. He himself will not sign on and sponsor the election integrity bill. Why do you think that is? Money? <laughs> I always look at money, money and power. They don't want election integrity. In fact, right. they've introduced a bill here that would essentially eliminate the requirement for a established politician to have to collect signatures to get on our ballot. They're going to make it so that they pay 250 bucks and they're automatically on the ballot. But anybody that's new that wants to run for office has to go collect the 30,000 signatures. How about that? Wow. Wow. Arizona wow. politics is about as dirty as they come, Jim. And I have no confidence whatsoever that anything's going to get fixed with our elections here or nationally. And I think you could take that to the bank right now. I think what would fix it would be term limits, which is something else that won't see the light of day. If you make it so that someone elected to, to Congress or Senate, whatever, they can only uh, do two terms like the president. That would be I think that would be a wonderful thing. And then I think also it would be wonderful if they, uh, you know, Pelosi uh, fights this and has fought this. If you have to reveal you as a Congress, as, as you as someone in the government have to reveal um, the uh, stocks that you invest in, you know, you had to show your investments. Uh, that would probably stop a lot of it, too, because it's, it's really bizarre to me. Not so much bizarre, but it's really strange to me how someone who makes under 100K lives in a $40 million house, you know, with fancy refrigerators. And it's like, how can you afford that on your salary? I mean, she's just one person. I mean, there are other other um, on both sides of the aisle who do that. But it should be some, some kind of accountability. You know, you show your tax returns to get into office and then you show your tax returns to the public every year for a sign of accountability. And so if someone's tax worker says you brought in $75 million this past year, then the voters need to know that. And you need to have a good answer as to why you're getting this kind of money.
you know? Sounds like uh, Russian that's, collusion that's to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> you notice, you know, she's, uh, there's, there's talk about her running again. I know. I know. Oh, yeah, that's, I can't believe it. Um, I think the media would love that. It would be like, uh, and if Trump won, runs again, it would be like Godzilla versus King Kong. You know, <laughs> match of the century. The media would eat that up. They would sell so much advertising on that ticket. So they they will, they probably would want it, even though I think uh, the, the Democratic Party wouldn't want it. But I think the media would love it. Well, now, so now that you bring that up, let's mm. let's talk about this because Trump let the cat out of the bag that he's going to run again in twenty four. Mm. I don't mm. think I can vote for him. Uh, really? Why say yeah. that? Well, he's got a lot of things that he needs to answer for. I mean, so mm. we just did a whole show on the vaccine, and yeah, he should. He's the one that, that he's the one that brought it to us. Okay, yeah. and he and he's still out there pushing it even after all the harm that we clearly demonstrated exists on your program. So doesn't he need to answer that question? I wonder if a lot of that is ego. I wonder. Um, I don't know. I think he, I, I think that is, I mean, no one's perfect. That's definitely was a sign of imperfection um, in my thinking. Uh, so yeah, I think a lot of people have to answer for that. Actually. How about election? In, how about election integrity? So he, he talked about before the 2020 election, he talked about all the p possibility of voter fraud. Um, in the midterms, Dr. Shiva and some others uh, told him how they cheated in their elections using these machines. He knew about the possibility, and, and yet he did nothing to fix that problem before 2020. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's easy to say that he did nothing. Is the evidence is that he did nothing. But I wonder if he did something we just don't know. I know that I've always heard, and of course I'm not in the circle, he's surrounded by a lot of people who don't do his orders. I don't know if that necessarily makes him impotent because I don't want to argue both sides saying he, he tried but couldn't because the people around him, but still you're the one in charge. He's able to get it done. So I, I don't I don't know. But I've, I've often heard that he has a lot of unreliable people uh, around him that he's hired some, some bad people. Eventually, some of them he famously fired. Uh, but some of that could be that he just didn't have the right people or maybe he was working on wrong, on bad advice because I'm sure somebody would have told him about Session 230 when um, when he was dealing with uh, when Twitter kicked him off. I mean, that should have been a wake-up call there. He should have been like, you know what? It's, it's, it's clamped down on the Session 230 thing and remove some of these protections that these so social media companies are having where they can censor people um, and, and, and um, stifle free speech. If he had done that... Uh, and the Biden laptop story probably would have, would have circulated a bit more, certainly on Twitter and Facebook and other places. And polls show that if people knew about it, uh, about the Biden, about the Hunter Biden laptop, they wouldn't have voted for uh, Joe Biden at, at the time. So I think he regrets a lot of it. Uh, as to him being inactive, I don't want to sound like an apologist because I believe I'm the kind of person who believes you're in charge. Ultimately, is your fault. Um, but I do wonder the people he may have hired to be around him, if they advised him wrong or they just, just didn't do it. There's some kind of internal coup. I don't know. But well, ultimately, no, yeah. Well, there's so no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt that he he wasn't very good at picking people. I mean, how many times did he fire his entire cabinet? Jim? Oh, my gosh. It's like Game of Thrones. He could have had Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I think people have made that comparison. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he he turned over his entire cabinet like three times. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if I don't know if he's a very good judge of character to be honest with you. Mm. So, 
The other thing I really have a big problem with President Trump about is his total failure on on gun rights. I mean, he he passed he passed fix nicks. And if you remember, uh, that was after one of those school shootings. And he he went along. He was going to pass red flag. And luckily, the NRA got that knocked out. That's where they can unconstitutionally just take people's guns without a trial and no due process. But um, they did pass fix NICs, and President Trump signed that. He did that. And that banned bump stocks. That reformed the NICs system, which was terrible for gun owners' uh, privacy rights and other things. So I have, a, I have a big problem with President Trump, even on the Second Amendment. Um, hmm. So there's a lot of different issues. You brought up the social media. That's another one I have a big problem with. That came at the bottom. I'm sure that's one he regrets <laughs> more than anything. So I don't know if I could vote for him, to be honest with you. But Who do you uh, like? Who do you like? Uh, I hope if he runs DeSantis. Yeah, everybody says that. that that's He would, he would be my, my choice as well, if that were the case. Yeah. Um, at one point, I was thinking DeSantis and Christy Nome be a good ticket, but then Christy Nome sort of stumbled around the, the female uh, sports thing, let him in compete as, as women's sports. But uh, she she changed her mind and, and put out some really strong legislation. Uh, I don't think it was per se a change of conscience. I think it was all the voters, people uh, leaning on her and pressuring her into it, which also tells me a couple of things. If you can make a mistake and say, you know what, I made a mistake, I'm going to fix it. That's one thing. Um, but it's another thing to where you don't admit your mistake or you're really, really slow to admit your mistake when it's obvious and you have to have a huge amount of pressure on you to change your mind. I'd rather have somebody who said, you know what, I, that, that's my mess up. I messed that one up. I'm going to fix it. As opposed to someone who just won't do anything for a while until the pressure builds up to a certain point and then you have to do something to retain your, your base. And I, I don't know if that's the case with her. That's what it felt like from the outside in. So I liked her up until that point. Um, the Santos, though, definitely would be the number one pick if not, uh, if Trump didn't, didn't run. Um, as for a, a secondary VP pick outside of Christy Nome, I'm not entirely sure. I'm about to think on that. Who would you pick as a VP? Tough. I, I like the governor in Montana, um, Janafort. Uh, I don't know if he's not really... I don't think he's looking into national politics. Um, but he's a good then. <laughs> yeah. He's a good candidate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, I don't know. Hungry. Yeah, it's going to have to be, you know, DeSantis will make the choice if he decides to run uh, and he's nominated. But if he did run, um, look for the Hitler comparisons. I'm sure that'll come. They already hate him because it's Florida, because Florida is doing so much better. I mean, even <laughs> even Democrats come to Florida to hang out and relax, uh, like AOC, for example. AOC, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just and, so hypocritical. And she doesn't even wear her mask down there. I, I mean, know. What's, I know. You know, I what's know. going on with that? Okay. Then, yeah. <laughs> In her defense is they just, they're just mad because I won't date them. I'm like, wow, what an ego. Yeah. <laughs> you're not that cute <laughs> at least at least she has some kind of reason i mean i guess that's something uh, yeah. um okay so then we also talked about systemic racism and of course you know the rittenhouse verdict came out and once again um just like i was saying it's a justified shooting rittenhouse walks um what do you think 
I mean, was that a was that a sound uh, jury verdict there? I was I was very concerned because the same reason why I think someone uh, some people uh, on the jury uh, found uh, Officer Chauvin guilty. Um, maybe it was I didn't I, maybe it was maybe it wasn't I didn't see all of the facts. Um, I thought there was some reasonable doubt there. It makes me a minority, but you know I didn't see every bit of evidence. But just the evidence that I did see, it did give me some doubt. Um, I think that uh, what I was worried about in that particular trial with Rittenhouse was not that he was guilty because everything that I saw, and again I didn't see everything, but I saw enough to make me think he's he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. He didn't have. He didn't go out hunting BLM volunteers the way the press wanted me to believe. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't see that. But my concern was that the jury would feel so pressured by the public that to make that to they would uh, render a guilty verdict because of public pressure as opposed to evidence. So when he was acquitted on all six counts, I was glad of the message that sent to the public that justice is done in the courtroom not in public opinion, not by angry mobs, not by threats of doxing or whatever the case may be. So I was really glad to see that. I really was concerned that people would pronounce him guilty just because of the public pressure as opposed to the evidence. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you're always worried, oh, is it going to be a verdict of public opinion or is it going to be a verdict of the law? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's there was no question it was uh, self-defense. I mean, even the guy, even the the other guy who said he's on the stand, he said, "Yeah, I came at him with a gun." Um, so pretty much decided at that point, I think, when when the defenses, uh, when the prosecution's witnesses were siding with Rittenhouse, saying, "Yep, I had a gun on him," and he put and he pointed his gun at me. So, <laughs> what else? What else you need? Well, have been done there. Luckily, um, you can still protect yourself in the United States of America. So Jim now is on, as we mentioned before, Conservative Television America. Jim, tell us what's coming up. What do you got coming up there? And how can people plug into that and find you on there? Sure. Well, the website for Conservative Television of America is www.ctva.tv, uh, Conservative Television of America. Check it out. Um, you, see, you'll see a list of shows on there. Mine, the Jim Strout Show, is one of them. Check me out. I have a new episode every Tuesday at 8 o'clock on the network. And then it repeats uh, later on that night after midnight when the kids are asleep. <laughs> so, but uh, check it out. Um, I have uh, on my show recently Dr. Peter McCullough talking about uh, the latest Omicron variant and things of that nature. Uh, Dr. Carol Swain, uh, we had a good conversation about critical race theory and what it's done, uh, basically how it's wrecked the country in a lot of ways. Uh, different conversations, um, different topics, uh, mostly about politics and social commentary, but not just that. I have a special report coming up very soon, as an example, on uh, assisted suicide, which is a hot issue, which is gradually trending. And I talk about the legalities of it, I talk about the pros and the cons of it. And I walk away with a lot of a lot of unanswered questions. <laughs> so um, all kinds of topics on my show. Please check me out. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great show. That one with Peter McCullough was lights out. <laughs> Jim Stroud, everybody. Jim, thanks for coming back. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. 
Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.